Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, Nathan Brown on the podium here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club speaking to the assembled crowd and telling a story about uh, going on vacation, hanging out with Coach Orgeron, who was in a house next to his, and rubbing shoulders with another of the Little Rock Touchdown speakers from earlier this year. Make your money's in the meetings, right? You get 20 minutes uh, a night with teams that choose to uh, to meet with you. And so I had an opportunity uh, at the time to go meet with the Buccaneers, and Coach Gruden uh met with me and so here's here's the deal so different organizations have different approaches um and so you they they have these hotel rooms and and a lot of times it'll look like a normal hotel room and they're in there and there's suites and they you know they've got a conference table or whatever and sometimes they literally clear out the whole, whole hotel room and they make it look like an office well coach gruden uh you get 20 minutes so they're gonna they're gonna try to grill you for 20 minutes especially if you're a quarterback they're trying to see see what see see what kind of bones you have right um, and uh, I'll never forget going in there and, and it being one of the more intimidating meetings I, I went in. Um, you know, it was a lot of times like like I went into a meeting with Coach Pete Carroll, and he was very accommodating, very friendly, very um, almost almost wanted to get to know me as a person. Coach Green wanted to grill you. Um, and and I remember getting up on a whiteboard um, and he him saying, "Hey, why don't you draw up your favorite play? Explain it to me. Explain where you're reading." Where the safeties go, what are you doing, what's your answers if this happens. So you're doing all this, you know. And then he goes up there and he draws four plays up. He said, this is box A, this is box B, this is C, this is D. He explains kind of each play and then he just wipes the board. Erases the board now and says, I want you to explain to me what box C you're supposed to do. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm smart and all. Like, I, like I've thrown for a lot of yards. I mean, I, I, I can do a lot of things. But, man, you talk about pee down your leg. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think I did a pretty dang good job, and that, that's that's just my opinion. But yeah, that. So when I looked at the, some of the people, that it's pretty cool to have some some parallels with some of these people that have spoke up here. It's such an honor. Uh, I want to recognize too. Uh, first of all, Jessica's already stood up. Um, man, I'm a Jessica Brown fan. Uh, she she keeps she keeps our family together. She's such an amazing woman of God. She's a great wife. Um, more than anything, a great mother. Um, and and to be in this coaching profession the way we are, um, you, if you you know if you don't if you don't have a solid wife that, that supports you and is by your side through the thick and thin, the wins and the losses, the tough times, the late night phone calls, and you know saying hey I got to go meet this kid at 10 o'clock at night and talk him off a ledge, whatever it is, um, you wouldn't have a shot. So I, I love Jessica for who she is and how she helps me through this process. My mom and dad's also in the uh, in the in the in the. Uh, in the crowd, and, and obviously to get to where I am, you wouldn't get there without a stable background and without a stable grow, uh, growth through, through my life. Can we just ask them to stand yeah, up? Yeah, please stand up, Mom and Dad. How about that? Yeah, give them a hand. And they, they, still, they still make most trips um, to watch and support the Bears. Obviously, as a player, they did the same thing as well. Uh, my father-in-law, Glenn McNatt, is in the, in the crowd as well, as well as my sister-in-law, Ashley McNatt. Appreciate you guys being here. So I've got a great support system, and that's why, um, why I'm blessed to have the success I have. It wouldn't be because of Nathan Brown. It's because of the people around me. I can promise you that. But what I was thinking about today was, man, I, 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 could, I could talk a lot about the Bears, and, and, and there's no doubt about uh, the opportunity I have every single week is to be a steward of the University of Central Arkansas football program. Whether that's win, lose, thick, thin, tough times, great times, I've been through all of it. And, uh, you know, I was telling David before I came up here, um, 
you know, I'm only 36 years old. I still feel pretty young. Um, but, man, I'm going on year five as a head coach. And, and so um, I've added gray hairs. I've, my, my hairline's reduced. Um, as Greg Hatcher said, though, I still look like I'm in shape. So that's good. That's good. I, I go take my walks and get a little cardio in. Um, but, but it's not easy. And uh, so, so when I got the head coaching job, um, one, thing, one thing people always told me, and if you're a CEO or if you're running a program or, or a business or whatever it is, this probably applies to you as well. So the joke was when you get the head coaching job, basically you can take the frontal lobe of your brain and set it on your desk and then pick it up when you're done being a head coach. And so, so I, you know, I always thought that, you know, oh, that's funny, you know, yeah, that's that's good. So I, I, I was when I when I when I heard that, I got to thinking like, when I was an assistant coach, where are some examples of this? You know, I was fortunate enough to to be an assistant coach under two great head coaches, Coach Clint Conk, who I played for at UCA, and Coach Steve Campbell, who eventually left and went to South Alabama as the head coach. Uh, two great guys and totally different different uh, spectrums of the profession, but but good at what they do. And so I was thinking, man, so two examples of when Coach Brown, the assistant coach, said, man, their frontal lobe was literally on their desk when this happened. So we're at Montana, okay? This is 2011, and we're in the second round of the national, Division I national playoffs. So it's early December in the Rocky Mountains of Montana. So what do you think the temperature is? I mean, it's cold. So a lot of UCA people were there, right? I mean, you remember, it was a, it was a, a, a cold game. I think game time temperature was in the teens, uh, you know, we, we, uh, <laughs> we uh, of course, you know, we've got nothing but players from the south, like many people around here. And so uh, we were very out of our element. And so to prove a point, Coach Conk had this great idea on Saturday morning. It was, a, I think, a 1 o'clock kick, so an early kick. Our, our hotel was directly across the river that runs right through the middle of town from their stadium. So it's, it's probably a quarter of a mile from the stadium. And they got, the, uh, if you've ever been to the University of Montana at the FCS level, it's as good as it gets. Much support. It's their state flagship school. Um, the tailgating, the, I mean, it's a 25,000, 30,000-seat stadium. I mean, it's jam-packed every week. Unbelievable. Maybe the best atmosphere I've ever played in. I've been to Oklahoma State, Ole Miss. I've been to a lot of places, and that was as good as it gets. Well, Saturday morning rolls around, and Coach Conk uh, comes to our assistant coach and says, hey, I got an idea. We're going to set the tone. And the game's not even going to be started. And I'm, you know, we're all sitting there like, what, what are you talking about, you know? So he's like, we're, going, we're, we're not going to take the bus to the stadium. We're going, we're going to prove that this cold doesn't bother me. We're going to walk across that bridge as a team. And we're all sitting there like, what are you talking about? Like, all right, it's 20. At this point, it's probably 12 degrees um, because it's, you know, earlier in the morning. And, and so we, we make the walk across the bridge. As you're walking across the bridge, there's literally ice going through the creek or the river as you're, as you're walking by. Um, and we went on to be down 35 to nothing at halftime. We won the second half 14 to 10, though. So, uh, so that, that was a plus. So, you, you, you know, you just sit there and you're like, as a head coach. So I sit there and think now as a head coach, what's he thinking? Well, he's thinking psychological. He's thinking, I'm going to gain an edge by doing this. You know, so as a head coach, you do a lot of things that maybe a lot of people kind of question, and they're like, what are you doing? But in the moment, it's right in his mind. And our, as an assistant coach, we were fully behind him when we left that staff meeting. Whether it worked or it didn't work, we were behind him. So that frontal lobe was sitting there pretty pretty hard. Coach Campbell was, was at Mississippi Gulf Coast, the other coach I worked for. And a kid shows up late to practice, 
and Coach Campbell's kind of old school. You know, he's 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 got that old school voice. You know, he's like, you know, I'm gonna get after him, whatever it is. Well, this kid shows up late late to practice, and Coach Campbell runs up to him. What? Are you, why are you late to practice? You don't show up late to my practice. Like this is my practice. You showing up late? Kids, kids, kind of. You know, he's not crying, sobbing. He, he's, I got stung by a bee, Coach. I got stung by a bee, man. I, I, I might be allergic or whatever. He's, it hurt, whatever. And Campbell goes, "You got stung by a bee? Like a bee?" And so he's in South Mississippi, Mississippi, you know, Mississippi Gulf Coast, where there's ant hills everywhere, right? He goes, "You got stung by a bee?" So he goes, yeah, but "You mean a bee's going to stop you from playing football?" He walks over to one of those ant hills, sticks his hand straight into the ant hill. Let's those ants kind of crawl all over him. He's proven a point now. And so he just flicks, them, flicks those ants off at that point. He goes about practice and says, don't worry about no bee. Okay, well, the next day rolls around and his, his arm's whelped up. He's sitting there squeezing it. He's regretting life. Again, that frontal lobe goes out and you're setting it on that, on that table. <laughs> it's crazy. And so I'm sitting here questioning myself like, man, how many times have my assistant coaches said the same thing about me? Right? If you're a CEO or an owner of a company, what are they? What are, what are your What are your employees saying about you? You know, sometimes. But man, it's a such a it's it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing to be, again, like I said, the steward of a program um, through 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 times that 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 have not been easy over the last three years. You know, you you can rewind. I, I tell people this all the time. Like people ask me a lot. Like, Coach, you doing okay? Uh, you doing all right? You know, uh, y'all 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 lost last week or. Um, or man, great win! You still you doing okay? I'm like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm built for this. This is what God has blessed me to be and who I am. You know, I think about that like like I'm built for this because UCA is my school, right? University of Central Arkansas is Nathan Brown's school, and so when something is in your heart, you're built for that, right? When something is in your guts, you're built for that. It's similar to David. Like David, you do anything for the University of Arkansas. Rex, you do anything for Washita Baptist. You're built for those opportunities. RJ, UCA, right? Like, that's who you are. And so to be able to steward a program and be a part of a program, whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, or whether there's ups, whether there's downs, whether there's a loss of life, whether there's a championship, whatever it is, I'm built for this. And that, 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 that's, not, that's not saying anything to pat yourself on the back. That's saying, that's saying that this is my place. And people ask that all the time. But the last three years have been tough for all of us as coaches. Coach Bolton will tell you in high school. You, know, you start with 2020 and you go through a COVID year. The last three years of, of sports has been as interesting as it gets in, in college athletics. We had an event the other day, and Dr. T kind of hit on it. Uh, when he was speaking to, to to our program, I mean, in the last three years, we've gone through, we've gone through COVID, we've gone through the transfer portal, and we've gone through NIL, and so all of those things combined in one, we're in the most inter, interesting slash entertaining time of college athletics, and so does that mean it helps Coach Brown sleep at night? No, it doesn't, but it does mean that it's opportunity, and so with opportunity comes chance and a chance to reflect and a chance to impact kids and opportunity to be a part of families that may not have an opportunity before they got there. You know, the most important thing in anything you do to me is consistency. We have not done, done a very good job this year as a program in non-conference games. Now, we've had a chance to win every game. You know, Rex was talking about that Ole Miss team. They're pretty dang good. You know, they're pretty good. We, 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 we got in that bus sauce week two. Um, but every other game that we've played, we've had a chance to win. But we've stayed consistent with our approach. 
as coaches, as players, as a program, as support staff, as everybody involved um, through this through this through this 2022 football season. So with that consistency equals where we're at now, which is what we can control, which is the A Sun Conference. We've had two opportunities, and we're two and zero in those opportunities. In those opportunities, offense is averaging 50 points a game. Offense is averaging 523 yards of offense a game. Defense is giving up 22 points a game, and they're, they're, they're giving up 330, 336 yards of, off, of, of total defense a game. That's first place, first place, first place, first place in the A-Sun Conference. So we're handling our business when it matters. What we have done with that consistency is taken a negative word and put an acronym in it and made it a positive. So hard is my word. Like when you think of hard, you usually think of something negative, right? Hard means, you know, it's, if something's hard, it's usually not positive. Well, I've, we've turned that acronym as a program, into, or it's that word into an acronym as a program to, to, to represent heart, attitude, respect, and discipline. And so we live by that every single day. You know, you worry, you worry about the now and you inspire someone with your play. Let me say that again. You worry about the now and inspire someone with your play. I talked to our team about that after Saturday's win against Kennesaw State. Backs against the wall. You go play a triple option team, a Harding offense. That's, that's difficult. That's not something you see every day in the 2022 era of football. Our backs are against the wall, but we had a hard mentality. We had great heart. Our attitude was second to none. We respected the opponent, and we were disciplined in our approach. And we came away with a huge win. But coach, I tell people this all the time, and this, if, if, this, if this, is, this isn't true, I had, a, I had a coach tell me this one time. And so when you talk about ups and downs and opportunities and the moments of, of life that gets thrown at you um, and the profession that you're in as a coach, it says, he said, told me this, coaching is the fortunate opportunities of unfortunate opportunities. Y'all hear that? Coaching is the fortunate opportunity of unfortunate opportunities. You know, I think about this past spring, we lost an athlete in our program to a tragic, tragic accident on campus. One of the hardest things that I personally have ever had to deal with was, you know, calling a mom and a dad at four in the morning uh, that, you know, their son passed away with this accident. You know, that's not something that you sign up for when you get into coaching, right? But through that unfortunate opportunity, I've seen our team grow in so many ways. I've seen what that young man's impact was, whether it was a, a, a small detail or a huge detail to the impact of our program. And so you think about the unfortunate times that, that, that arises throughout your life or throughout coaching or throughout a football season, and you think about how you responded and reacted to those opportunities, and that's what it's about is the growth from those, from those unfortunate, unfortunate incidents or whatever that is. You know, and that, 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 that's part of being a coach, and that's part of, you know, yeah, Nathan Brown didn't sign up for that, but that's where I am. That's where God's put me. That's where our family is. And, and it's my job to now steward this in a direction that is positive, not only for our program, our university, our community, but also the, 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 the players and the people involved with it. I talk to guys all the time about brotherhood. You know, brotherhood is defined to me as a supernatural bond built on an uncommon trust, regardless of backgrounds, overcoming all obstacles together forever. That's football. 
Like I tell people this all the time, like football is the greatest game ever invented because you take 11 dudes and you put them on a field and you go to battle, whether it's on a Friday night, a Saturday or a Sunday, and you have to totally put your egos aside to win a football game. You know, and, that, and, 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 and it's great when you get your name in the paper. Got to have guys like you. But you also got to have those guys that don't get their name in the paper as well. And that's something special when that happens. You know, that's, that's why football is so important, not only as a life lesson, but also as an opportunity to really grow a community. And that's why so many people care about it. And that's why, it's, that's why you see states, you see the country, the United States of America, rally behind a sport. That's why it's so criticized. That's why it's so... That's why it's so looked at. That's why it's reported on every week and every day, you know, and, and, and that's what makes it so special. So for me, as a, as a head coach, I get blessed enough to now have 120 student athletes that play the greatest game that, that was ever invented, and I get, I get to lead this program at the school I graduated from. Man, that's a blessing. And man, that's, that's an op, op, opportunity that I do not take lightly. The UCA football program is in good hands. We're, we're, we're in a position now of a lot of transition. We're in a position now where uh, things may look different three years from now. I don't know. You know, we've got two of the two of the, that stood up earlier, President Houston Davis and Dr. Brad Teague, two of the best in the business at what they do. Two of the best. As a matter of fact, President Davis doesn't know this, but when he came by, he, he, he was also at Kennesaw State when Coach Bohannon was hired there. Um, and it started that program at Kennesaw State. Well, we were talking before the game like head coaches do, and, and President Davis came up to say hi to both of us, obviously having a relationship with both of us. Um, and he, as he walked off, Coach Bohannon turned to me and said, hey, I'm just letting you know I've been trying to poach your president for a while. I want him back. You know, and, 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 he, and he meant it, you know. And so why I say that is, is, is truthful. Like, we've got, we've got two of the best there is in the business. So as this ever-changing landscape happens, we're in good hands. You know, Dr. Teague is, has a vision, has a mindset, has a, has a goal in mind, and we're going to continue to push toward that. Now, is there going to be turns? Is there going to be, uh, is there going to be speed bumps? Heck yeah. Ne anything great that happened that doesn't, doesn't not have that along the way, right? It's our job. It's like I tell our guys all the time. It's jar our job to handle what we can control, what's in our face, what's in the now, and then make, make people proud along the way doing it. And I think our guys are doing a good job of that. And right now, like I said, again, we've had two opportunities at what's guaranteed for us. See, at our level of football, similar to the D2 level of football, and I'm not trying to knock the FBS level of football, but, man, six wins, that's a goal, right? Like, get to a bowl game, I mean, that's good. Good and all, but six wins don't get you jack at the FCS level. Don't get you nothing at the D2 level. You know, six wins, seven wins, good job. Get ready for next year. I'm not going to play in the in the in the Birmingham Bowl. You know that that that's I mean that, that that so therefore there is a high goal here. And so what can we control? We can control the way we handle the ASUN conference. And at this point, we've had two opportunities and we've handled that to a T. And we're going to continue to push toward that. Our players know that goal. They know what's at stake every single week. And that's the exciting part part about where we're at right now. And I'm not trying to not. I didn't want to knock any FBS. Six win deals. I'd love, I'd love to get six wins. I would, but, but I'm just. It's a different goal and mindset when you're playing at our level of football, and that's that. That's the part that gets me excited and out of bed every day. Is I've got a bunch of dudes that want to go fight for a program and fight for a university and fight for a community, 
and, uh, and do it in the, in the most positive, upstanding way they can. And it's my job to steward that in the most positive way. And I'm going to end with this. I say this all the time. Uh, and I said this the other night when I was speaking as well. Um, you know, ultimately, ultimately uh, Jessica and I, our family, Riley and Luke, um, two, two awesome kids, uh, we've, been, we've been blessed to be where we're at for a long time. And I don't take that lightly. I mean, to be in one place at one time in this profession is something that doesn't happen. It's rare. Um, you know, just, I think there's, and I may be wrong on this, but the South Dakota State coach, he's a lot older than I am, but he has been at his, his school the whole time he's been in his career, which is amazing because I think he's been the head coach there for 25 plus years. Started there as an assistant, now he's got them as number one team in the country at the FCS level. Pretty amazing stretch there. Um, but it doesn't happen very often, so I don't take that lightly. But what I always end with is that the, ultimately this program and this school, um, the community, not just Conway, but Central Arkansas, means so much to us as a family. Um, and literally, um, we bleed purple. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's that, that this, this, the main goal in this whole deal is a school and a program and a place that's given, given us so much to a family, we want to give so much back to it. And that, that's what this is about. And it's our job now to steward the football program and continue the success that we've had because it's been very, very, very good over the last few decades. And I, continue, I want to continue to get that. I think that, I think that the, 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 the upside of this is enormous if we let it run. I really believe that. And uh, it's going to take continued, continued work, continued support, and continued success um, on the field to do it. But we can do it. And uh, I'm excited to be, uh, be the guy calling the shots on doing it. I appreciate you guys. Check, check, check. Two quick questions before I let you go. So you mentioned NIL and transfer portal. And so I think it'd be interesting to hear from folks who have heard about it from the Power Five standpoint, but how has transfer portal and NIL affected FCS and, you know, Particularly UCA, and how has it impacted you so far? Yeah, that's a great question, and, and I think I think one thing that our level sees is they, just like anybody else, they stay on social media. They see a lot of the big deals happening, and uh, and, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the opportunities that you know, not everybody's getting what Bryce Young gets at Alabama, right, or what uh, the kid at Ohio State gets. I mean, that's that's out of this world stuff, um, but but. NIL opportunities hasn't really affected us a whole lot. You know, we've had some kids that have some opportunities throughout um, some different avenues um, to make some extra money, um, which is good for them and opportunity there. Um, I think I think it's going to continue to be more and more of an issue, uh, just keeping kids um, off of NIL stuff and information. It just is um, because because um, just like anybody would, they're always looking to better their situation. You know, and that's. That's tough, and that, that's something you, you, you constantly have got to guard against. Coach. The tough part for coaches is we have nothing to do with that, right? So, like, like I, could, I could sit there and go, well, you know, any coach or, 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 or a program that's sitting there promising an NIL deal is, is breaking rules. I mean, that's, that's all outside of, outside of uh, the, you know, the coaching and the NCAA bylaws and all that. So, um, as far as that goes, the transfer portal world is um, – we, we, we have seven transfer portal kids on our team right now from last, from last year. Um, I, I, we did a study the other day because you're constantly trying to improve and look, look where you can, you can get better. 
Um, and I would say in our conference, not I would say it is in our conference, the average number is about 14 um, in our conference. So um, we're, we're about half that. I don't know what the magic number is for UCA. I don't. Um, we're continuing, to, and I think a lot of it's fit. I think a lot of it is, is right timing. Um, but, but that is definitely an area. We have taken a coach, um, taken a coach that off of a recruiting area. In other words, uh, you don't have a city, you don't have a region, and all he does is work transfer portal now. So that has been an adjustment from last year to this year um, in, in that process as well. The last thing before we let you go, sometimes we don't realize the level of ball that's being played at the FCS level. And I think it's really remarkable if you look at some of the players that have come out of UCA that have made it to the NFL Absolutely. at the pro level. Matt, if you would, just run through a couple of pictures, Coach. Just, just uh, Obviously, that's uh, Robert, Robert Rochelle. Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, won, won a Super Bowl, Bowl last, year. last year. Just keep going. There we Trayvon go. Smith uh, was a corner, four-year starter for us at corner from Anniston, Alabama. George Odom, first team all pro, special team safety. He now plays, now he's uh, starting nickel for the San Francisco 49ers. Came, came right out as a rookie, right? Yes, and, he did. And, and yes, basically he did. Played Mate, was all rookie team, special teams player. That's right. Uh, Jonathan Wooder, uh, no, Larry Hart. Larry Hart was a sixth round pick, or fifth round pick, played with him, uh, played three years in the league, now is, now is out of the league and is a defensive line coach at Houston, University of Houston. Jonathan Woodard, uh, he is, Actually was with the Chiefs um, through uh, through the week one. Got cut by them. Went up to Canada. Actually, last year led the CFL. That's how he got back in the league. Is that right? Led the CFL with 12 sacks, um, and then got back in the league with the Chiefs. He was originally drafted drafted by the Dolphins. And he was, by the way, too. He was a Dan Hampton Award yes, winner he was. for the uh, for the top defensive lineman in the state. And uh, I think we got one more. I think. Yeah, Tristan, one of my one of my guys here. So Tristan Jackson. I played with Tristan. Uh, he is the all-time leading. Leading punt returner, special teams guy for Saskatchewan in the CFL. He will he will actually be back for the first time. He, he contacted me the other day. Be back for the first time with his family uh, to homecoming in two weeks to Conway. So that's a pretty cool deal. So the moral of the story is obviously you guys are producing high end talent that's uh, playing at the next level. One hundred percent. I feel like we've got some guys on our team right now that eventually have that opportunity as well. Had Lawan Winningham last year, wide receiver, um, who was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, ended up getting cut, but is a free agent right now. Um, it's big time football, and uh, we play a great brand of it. Always great to have Nathan Brown. Let's give it up for Nathan Thanks Brown, everybody. All right.